0: Hello and welcome to the Station Tapes on 21 Soul. I'm your host, Lewis Marks, and on this podcast I share intimate interviews with some of the best musicians on the planet. In my role at Ropadope, I interview each artist as we prepare for the release of their new record, and I want to get the backstory and a sense of their intent and their motivation around the record. I found that given the opportunity in a relaxed setting, they feel free to open up about life and the challenges of being a professional musician. This week I catch up with the great Doobie Powell, who came to us through Sput Seawright's RSVP records. Get this, Doobie's father was a musician. He founded the band Wood, Brass, and Steel, featuring a very young Doug Wimbish. This is the band that eventually became the Sugar Hill Gang. So you can see right away that Doobie's background in the church was accentuated with secular experience. Doobie's new album, Finding Myself Again is set for release this spring, and his blend of all of those musical experiences makes for a groundbreaking ride. Let's listen. All right, I am here with the great Doobie Pal. Doobie, how are you? I'm great, man. How are you? I am well. I love doing this. Thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. There's so much I want to know um okay you are you' are a mystery it seems so um let's let's kind of i guess let's go back to the beginning um do you can can you talk about your upbringing and and your parents so i i' i've noticed that your folks are both musicians
1: yes sir yes sir my uh my mom is a singer gospel singer. And um, my dad, uh, before he, um, well, he grew up, you know, like most most of us. He grew up in church as a kid, and uh, when he when he got older, his talents uh, drew the attention of um, a lot of famous musicians. And as a teenager, he was traveling with uh, Richard Groove Holmes. He's a legendary jazz organist, and uh, my dad was his backup organist for a long time, and he traveled with him. And then uh, after that, he started playing with numerous other musicians, and, and uh, then he formed a band um, called Wood, Brass, and Steel. And uh, they were in the funk era with all the different funk bands. And one of the musicians that he helped put on the map was the legendary bassist Doug Wimbush. Uh huh. Um, Yeah, that's his family. Doug, Doug is my big uncle, and um, my dad founded him. And uh. Put him in his band, and he was part of woodgrass and Spill, and they went a lot. They went on to uh, cut, a few, cut some records with um, all platinum records, and um, they was in their whole Sugar Hill Gang era. They were actually like a band for Sugar Hill Gang before it really became a rap group. It was a it was a, a band. Wow. And my dad and Doug Wimbush and a lot of different other musicians were a part of that whole crew. And then uh, around 1979, uh, my dad decided that he wanted to start, uh, you know, back at his roots and doing gospel music and everything. So he took all of that that he learned and brought it into the church and um kind of pioneered some things musically that weren't being done in the uh christian or gospel realm
0: was there pushback
1: um you know when when you when people are prone to uh you know something that they've already known it's hard for them to see a difference and you know that's still happening even today Uh, so it's it's not a, a strange thing but um you know he persevered he still kept going despite um the fact that he was you know deemed a little different than everybody else and then uh he you know as as years went on he started um doing something that wasn't done he was making his own uh records and back then it was you know that it was it was tapes (laughs) 80s you know no there weren't cds yet and uh so he was you know putting together his tapes and then um it, it kind of caught on and and uh it caught the air and the mind of different other people that started kind of following after him like uh another known musician named ben tankard and uh, in the in the gospel jazz era pretty much my dad helped create the genre of gospel jazz Wow. Yeah. And, um, so I came up through all of that, yes, watching him and being with him, and you know, and I was also his drummer, you know, drums is my first love, you know, even though I don't get to play him as much anymore, <laughs> but right, you know, I love I'm a drummer by heart, so I traveled the world with my father as his drummer, and um. You know, but as I got older, I, I started noticing that there was other things within me that I, you know, was, you know, in my heart to want to do. So.
0: So what? What? What age were you when you first realized, like that? You know, this is a different environment. Um, you know that your dad's a, a musician; he's on the road and. He's doing different things with gospel music, and like, what, what? How old were you when you kind of got involved and aware of that?
1: Um, well, he started. He actually started taking me on the road with him when I was like around. I want to say around eight or nine. Wow. I was playing drums for him. Wow. <laughs> and um, it kind of started where he didn't have uh, the drummer that he had. Uh, I really don't know exactly what happened. All I know is he wasn't playing no more, <laughs> and
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: so my dad needed a drummer. So he said, "I'm gonna start using my son." So he- that's that's how it happened. So, did, so, what did you do about
0: school and stuff?
1: I mean, I still, you know, still went to school. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they would get my get my uh, you know work, homework, and, and work. And I'll be on the on the road doing
0: homework. Wow. So this is your whole life really. I mean you don't have a a, a a a recollection of kind of doing what everybody else was doing. You were you were doing a whole different thing. Yeah, I
1: was I was on a whole nother page even even in school, man. Like <laughs> I was the I was the kid that was deemed weird because, you know, while everybody else is Listening to the Fat Boys and listening to Run DMC and all the other stuff that was hot in the '80s. Yeah. I was I was listening to Steely Dan and, and listening to Donald Fagan and listening to George Duke and Herbie on the on the bus going to school.
0: <laughs> wow,
1: the kids thought I was corny because that's that's what I grew up. I grew up with all that type of music, and and uh, so. Yeah, I was a little, I was a little different.
0: Music is like a haven for for folks who are different. I think. I mean, I think music kind of, mm-hmm. you know, different musical uh, interests make you different, but also it's it's like a comfortable place, isn't it? You know, to have your yeah your vibe.
1: There's definitely there's definitely a serenity in the getaway. Um, music covers all all facets of life. When you're happy, when you're sad, when you're mad. Yeah, so I was basically just saying music has a part in all aspects of life.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I, I like where it meets the social uh, uh, stratification, if you will, or how how people you know organize themselves or put their identity into the kinds of music that they listen to. And it, it's all good for a moment until you meet somebody who likes different music. I remember being in uh, seventh grade and, you know, I th- you know, I happened to sit next to the, I was probably the nerdiest kid in class and I happened to sit next to the coolest kid in class. And, you know, he asked me what I listened to and I, I mentioned a few bands. I think it was, you know, Jimi Hendrix I had just discovered. And, you know, and then I also mentioned uh, Paul Simon and he just kind of like shook his head like, you know, and, and with that, ugh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's, that was my moment of realization that I was going to have to go my own way uh, instead of being a part of the crew. You grew up in, uh, in in Connecticut, is that correct? Yep, born and raised in
1: Hartford, Connecticut.
0: And I noticed that, that Doug Wimbish is from there as well. What what's um? It's not a town that we often hear of as far as musical roots, and I wonder if you can describe what the what the scene was like there, or still is.
1: Um, well, I guess the, the first question I need to clarify is that I, that I always get, when I tell people where I'm from, they always ask me, is there black people there?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: yes. Really? Because I'm, I'm from there. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's not a big town. It's not even a big state. I mean, you can drive through my whole... The whole Connecticut state in an hour and a half, so it's not it's not a big uh, state, but it's it's very um, rich in creativity. Hmm. And maybe that's because it's not a whole lot.
0: <laughs> but there are some so, there are know. some there's some diversity there. I mean, I accident I got off the highway once in traffic and ended up in a Cuban neighborhood in. in and, mm-hmm. and was was yep. stunned. You know, it was def- great. Definitely diversity. So you know, down in Dallas, which which you have connected with, and we'll get to that in, in some point. Um, I I was always struck by the sort of empowering and inclusive uh, uh, nature of all the musicians. I'm from Philadelphia, mm-hmm. which really kind of doesn't have that as so much you know the each one teach one kind of vibe and bringing the young ones up and I guess you were on the road at 8 or 9 with your dad were there a lot of musicians there who had that kind of vibe like you know we're all in this let's help each other out or is it a little more competitive than that
1: well when I was coming up I, I really didn't have to experience that with anyone else cuz I had it in my family yeah. so you know, between my dad and all my uncles are musicians, and and uh, even my aunts they're they're singers, which is you know still counted as a musician. And um, you know, so my whole family is musically inclined. So I didn't I didn't really need um, a whole bunch of other people to lean on uh, for that. Mm-hmm. But as I got older I saw that there wasn't you know there wasn't a lot of those type of musicians or, or people to show the uh the generation that was coming after me. Um you know, show them the different things that they needed to know. Because every you know, I realized as I got older that every kid didn't you know weren't privileged like me cuz a lot of kids that i knew growing up in church and and you know they they weren't able to listen to all kinds of music like i was
2: mhm
1: you know a lot of christian homes like you can't listen to nothing else but but you know christian music or gospel music and you know that's a limitation to you know, a child or a musician that's growing up and and really wants to be, uh, you know, a a, a real musician.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, you know, just only being not that Christian music or you know gospel music is not good. But you know, to be multifaceted, and you need to observe all all facets of what you want to be a part of.
0: And the, and the history you know, so as well, I you
1: know? They weren't afforded that. So, you know, they weren't afforded that type of upbringing, and then they didn't have anyone to, to help them along the way. And uh, so I took it upon myself to be one of those people
0: mm-hmm. uh, as I got older. <clears throat> so how did you connect with uh, Robert Sputt Seawright? Um,
1: just as I was saying, (laughs) going to different church functions and different church conventions.
0: So he was on the road or you were down in Dallas?
1: No, I wasn't, I wasn't down in Dallas, but we would meet, meet up at, um, different conventions, wherever, wherever the convention was, uh, we were a part of an, of, uh, a church organization that that had different uh, conventions and conferences throughout the year every year, and it was just a routine for us as as kids and teenagers to to be a part of those conventions. Mm-hmm. That's what our fa- that's what our our families did, and you know when we were a part of a church that was a part of those conventions. So we always went. And uh, that's how we connected. And we was just, you know, we was playing drums and and all kind of stuff. It was just fun to be around that environment because we, we wanted it so bad. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it, then once we got older and old enough to to fend for ourselves and do what we wanted to do <laughs> it it got even worse <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. i I just love the community um, I, I think a lot of it is you know traveling and connecting with other people and like you mentioned getting outside of the norm and you know what your, your basic upbringing and connecting with other people makes musicians so uh, positive and enlightened. It, 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 as challenging as it is I want to stop for a second and say that uh, I, I brought up Sput because uh, on January 25th you've got a single coming out Just Do It on uh, RSVP Records through rope Uh and then a follow up yes, following up with the album uh, on uh, March 8th Finding Myself Again so Just yes, Do It is such an uplifting and powerful song and I'm I, I, You know, I'm assuming that that's kind of the the precursor, the message to the whole album is a very, you know, you intended to be uh, uplifting. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah,
1: Yeah, sure. Well, uh, I want to say back in 2014, uh, I went through some things that was uh, kind of devastating to me things that I actually vowed that I would never even talk about publicly but a lot of things you say when you're going through and you're hurt and so those are things that I said but you know at that time I went through a divorce and the uh, Mm -hmm. loss of you know my family that I had you know with my kids and everything Mm -hmm. and so it was tough on me and I kind of I kind of really just like gave up on doing music and you know, it was, it was a rough, it was a rough patch. Yeah. And, uh, you know, finally I had to look at my situation and just be like, Hey man, it is what it is. You got to move on with your life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, so I put out, a. it was supposed to be an EP, but, as I, as I started working on it there were more songs coming and so it ended up being a full record I put out a an a independent piece called Future
2: mm-hmm.
1: back in uh, beginning of uh, 2015 or so it was kind of my my beginning of my release of all the past Mhm- and uh you know, but some things I never uh easily broken or gotten over, so you know, as I was putting together this record, you know, I'm always doing music, and um then when when Spo came to me you know came to me about doing the record, and um we just kind of, I kind of kept the same vibe that was that was happening with my approach musically and, and my uh, lyrics and, and the the writing. My mindset was still where I was at. So, but at this time, it's more so showing people that you can't come out of whatever you're in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, there's still there's still hope. There's still like at the end of the tunnel. there's there's still a reason. A reason for, for you, for your life, for whatever you've gone through, is not that bad if you're still here, mm-hmm. you know. So, my approach was to just encourage people, and um, you know, just want to encourage people to, you can make it. You can find yourself again. You can whatever you've gone through, whatever you're, even whatever you're going through there's still there's still possibility you know so i I put that along with you know putting the great music together and you know me, me and Spud sat down and, and and came up with some of this stuff and uh, some some things I already had, and uh you know we just put it together and, and made a great album
0: mm-hmm. Was the process of creating the music and saying, you know, the titles themselves and the words, just do it, and finding myself again, was that, did you find that uh, while you're putting the message out to people that you're also, you know, messaging yourself, and, and is that part of the yeah. hearing process?
1: I'm definitely including myself. hmm <laughs> mm-hmm. it it gotta it gotta it gotta touch you and reach you before it can reach anybody else so you know I'm definitely including myself in in the in the reach and letting people know that if if it's if it's able to be done for me it could be done for you there you go there you
0: go so you're headed out to Nam, and I think that's where people can uh first find this wonderful record um what's um what what's happening out there? I under it's I've never been. Um uh, national Oh man, you're
1: you're gonna you'll enjoy it. Are you gonna make it?
0: Um I don't know if I can. I'm supposed to, I have I have New York, Trinidad and uh, Los Angeles in February and I don't know if I'll get to Los Angeles in late January. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> but I find myself often at the desk because people keep sending me records. Um, but uh, yeah, so so describe for people what that is for those that might not know what Nam is. What uh, what's it all? Okay. about? well, Nam
1: is really like a big trade show. Uh, like if you ever been to a car show at a, at a you know convention center or um, where it's all different type of. Car companies and even new cars that haven't come out yet
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, is very similar to, to that. Is you know pretty much every any and every uh, thing that's connected to music or the music industry is at this con- at this convention. It's held at the Anaheim Convention Center in Anaheim, California, and uh, you know every co- every music music company every instrument, uh, anything that you could think of is over, like over 7,000 plus, um, exhibits and roofs, um, and most of everybody in the industry pretty much is, is there. Hmm.
0: And most of the best uh, musicians, yeah. Go ahead. And most of the best musicians in the world are there. Oh yeah, Definitely.
1: Definitely. Nice. definitely you can you can rub shoulders and, and meet some of some of your favorite artists and musicians and producers and singers whatever you know they're all there you know a lot of them have to be there
0: are you performing for a little while are you performing Say that again are you performing is your show
1: uh well not at Nam but when Nam is over. <laughs> Mm-hmm. um we're having an exclusive cd release uh on January 24th in Van Nuys, California uh exclusive cd release of the new record Finding Myself Again um it'll only be available there in hard copy uh there that night um and then if you don't if you don't get it that night you're going to have to wait till March 8th
0: yeah, but um,
1: you know we we're, we're just doing an exclusive, just kind of help promoting and getting the word out about this new record because we want we want everybody to be a part of this experience.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, I'm gonna try to make it, uh, and uh, that was January 24th. Uh, Van Nice for for people who are listening, um, the single will be out on January 25th so people can get a taste Uh, that'll be on all the services and then the record comes out um, Finding Myself Again comes out on March 8th Dewey, I want to you know I just want to send respect and thanks for making great music, for getting through what what you had to go through uh, and for turning it to something beautiful and positive for people to listen to I really appreciate it I think people are going to it. Wow, thank it. you. All right.
1: Thank you for help, helping with this journey.
0: We're just, we're just uh, do, we're the messenger, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yes, sir. Thank you all for tuning in to The Station Tapes. If you like what we do, please subscribe on MixClown at 21Soul. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google, and wherever else pods are cast. Our video interview series is available on YouTube at ropeadope 99 and you can find out more about the artists we speak with at Ropeadope.com. Thanks to the 21 Soul team, Nick Perry and Steven Yoshefsky on production, Larry Yetman on video, and the great Fabian Brown on the creativity and positive energy tip. Our theme song is from Red Hook Soul by saxophonist Michael Blake. You can find out more about Michael Blake at michaelblake.bandcamp.com or on your favorite streaming service. Finally, thanks to all of you who keep the flame burning for independent, quality music. To the musicians who pour their creativity into the world, and to those of you who are taking the time to listen, we hope you enjoy the show.